Peace, family. Assalamu alaikum to everybody, which simply means peace be unto you. I am now live with our brother, um, Billionaire PA, and the topic that I want to discuss with him is coming from nothing to billionaire PA. Uh, and the reason I'm saying nothing is because a lot of people, if you were in his condition that he was in, which I want him to talk about, you would consider that nothing. Uh, for you guys who don't have any ideas, for you guys who feel like you have no help, for you guys who feel hopeless, for you guys who are homeless and you feel like the only way to make more money and the only way to overcome that particular situation is to just beg somebody. And when you beg somebody and they don't give you what you think that you deserve or that you ask for, you blame them instead of looking into self. So here's a brother who's very heavy into mindset, uh, shifting your mind, which actually confirms the scripture, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I say it all the time, and I'm going to say it again. There are so many people, family, who think that success, um, when, when, when successful people teach you about mindset, that is just fluff. Oh, here they go with that mindset stuff. Here he go talking about speak dreams into existence. Here he go talking about having a wealthy mindset. That ain't going to put no money into my pocket. But I want, to him, I want him to explain how that actually does put money in your pocket. And people can give you strategies all day long. You can go find out how to do this. You can go find out how to code. You can go find out how to do websites. You can go find out how to do all these different things. But if you don't have the right mindset, then it's not going to work. So, Brother Billionaire PA, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. And uh, talk about your, your your story and where you came from. Man, I appreciate your existence, man. I'm actually online right now. Okay. Got Brother Ben X on here. I Googled this brother, and this man came up with the suit, the tie on, and everything. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to go live on Instagram and post this up. Okay. Um, uh, brother, I used to be homeless for a total of 36 months, and I slept in the, in the back of my truck for 63 straight days. Mm. Uh, while in the back of that truck, I did write a total. It's hard for other people to believe. I did write a total of 83 total books. And the way that I wrote the 83 books is um, I was just in my car just venting. Um, what had led me to the back of that truck is originally I am from Alexander City, Alabama. I had went to jail over 15 times before I was 21 years old. I was going to jail for things like drugs, consp conspiracy, uh, fighting. Um, and just stayed into in a plethora of trouble, you know, on probation and, you know, catching other charges and stuff like that. So when I got out of jail the last time, um, it was one, in one particular time, the judge, when I was in court, the judge told me, he said exactly the exact words to me was, it seemed like you only have a problem going to jail on the weekend. So he put me in jail every I would turn myself in every Friday at I think it was like four or five o'clock and I would get out every Sunday. So he took my weekends away from me. Um, and, you know, the, I, I, I guess that was true, you know what I'm saying? Because I was not going to jail Monday through Thursday. <laughs> but um, after a while, man, I got in my red truck. And I'm not going to mention their name until they sponsor me. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to speak to existence. Uh, Ford, y'all need to sponsor me. Um, and I drove all the way to California, man. And that's where I went homeless. And I found myself living in the back of my truck. And I just took that time, just like this quarantine time that we in right now. I took that opportunity, bro, to really find myself. And when I say find myself, that don't mean I went to Google and put in Google or roadmap or road or map questions. Let me say, let me see how I can find myself. I started to remove, you know what I'm saying, things like sex. Well, I really didn't remove sex. I couldn't get none because I wasn't in a mental state of mind and I didn't have on no nice clothes. So I was wearing the same clothes every day. So it just took my mind off of that. I couldn't pay my cell phone bill. So my cell phone bill kept going off. So I had time just to spend with me, bro. And I was just in the back of that truck and I was just venting. And I just started writing 83. I wrote 83 books. I wrote 5,000 quotes and I slept in the truck 63 days. So if you take the number 63 and put it into 5,000, that will give you 79. So the book, My Mind is Wealthy, is a book series of 79 books. I only put 63 quotes in each book. And then I give you the inspiration behind each quote. And then I give you the plan of execution. And then the other uh, four books, I think it is, is uh, Seven Steps to Developing a Wealthy Mindset is a book of two uh, books. So that's 81. And then I got uh, Speak Dreams cartoon animation. And then I got the book Face of Dreamers. There go your 80 something books. Wow. Um, I, I, as I'm thinking about this, my next question, uh, I don't think I ever heard you even explain how did you become homeless? Um, the way that I became homeless is the that's a good question, actually. Uh, so I got a felony for my actual drug charge. 
And that felony, and then I got a, another charge, which was a conspiracy. So when I had those felonies on my record, uh, sorry, I'm on, I'm on live too, so I'm typing this in live with uh, Brother Ben. When I caught them charges, I never knew that I, it, how difficult it would be to attempt to, to basically try to get a job. Mm. This is stuff that I did when I was like 20 years old or under. I could not get no job nowhere because every time somebody ran that social security number, they saw I had these felonies. So I was like, man, you know what? My mama kept saying at the time I was atheist and I didn't really, I didn't have no faith in God at the time. I ain't even gonna lie. But my mama, she was a big, big believer. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't believe in God. So I kept saying, man, ain't no God, ain't no God. And she was just, when I was out in California, she was just like, keep believing. I kept applying, nobody wanted to hire me. So after about the 150 something company rejected me, bro, I just, I, honestly, I said, fuck jobs. I create my own things. And I just really think that it's a lot of people that's out here in this world who force themselves to do things that God did not create them to do. And that's just something like similar I said the other day and a lot of people took offense to it. I said, this is for me and I wanna speak my truth. I no longer will ever thank God for money no more because God did not create money. So I don't wanna be out here thanking God for things that he did not create. I only wanna thank God for the blessings that he has truly given me. Man created money. And we and I have I had got so caught up in my name and wanted to be a billionaire that I don't forgot to appreciate Brother BNX existence. It's like I come to your funeral quicker than I come to your your grand opening. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I make sure that I'm showing appreciation to my friends while they living. And this is the purpose that I know. I know that God created you. I know that God created my heart. I know that God. I want to worship. I want to worship the things in life that we should be worshiping. I'm not finna. Money was created out of greed out of power and you know what I'm saying, out of, you know what I'm saying, just just pure greediness and I don't wanna be a part of that. Yes, I understand that money is a tool. So when I was sleeping in the back of my truck, my mind was just get out the truck, get out the truck. Shoot, I ended up getting so much money, then I ended up having to chase my health due to my back issue. Mm. Man, that's, that's interesting you say that because I literally had a um, interview with a brother named Mark Marco Hansel yesterday and he had a similar story or a similar sentiment. He talked about turning down $40 million and he talked about having an awakening and he wanted 700 million was the number that he wanted. And then he started to realize like, what do I need this much money for? He found himself working and working and working. He never had any time for his family. He was working and working and working. He had any, he, he really had no time to expand his mind and his dreams. And so it's interesting to hear somebody who got money say that money isn't important. So how would you explain that? Because it's going to be somebody that may say, well, that's easy for y'all to say money, not important. I got a lot of money now. How would you uh, respond to something like that? Yeah, well, my thing is, I said I never said that money wasn't important. I said my thing that I'm saying is I no longer worship and I don't strive. Money is not at the top of my list of um something I'm going to worship nor something I'm going to appreciate like that. And I'm going to say it just clear like this, bro. Money has never been hard for me to get mm. as long as I understood what God gave me. God gave me a mind to go get anything that I want. If I want a woman, I can manifest that. If I want money, I can manifest that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to mix up God with manly made things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be out here worshiping cars and stuff. I know that God created me to inspire a billion people to speak their dreams into existence. I don't want to get lost with my flesh goal and my flesh dream. My flesh dream is to be a billionaire. But that's not my overall mission and my overall purpose of why God created me. Mm -hmm. So when I hear somebody say, say something, it's not I'm at a point now where it's not about who's right and who's wrong. I agree with you or disagree. I don't care if people disagree or agree with me, bro, because I'm living my truth. I'm living my purpose of what I was created for. Everybody going to get the same non-automated message that they think is automatic. I appreciate your existence. I love you to life. I speak number life over your dreams. That's really me right now. You, you talked about not having that belief in God. And of course, now having belief in God. Um, what was it? What happened in your life that said, OK, there is a God, you know, God is real. What happened? Um, for one, man, you know, my mama got hit by a drunk driver and she was told that she would never walk again. And my mama told me, you know, from jump, you know, my mama said something like, you know, baby, no, she probably I don't even know if she remembered that she told me that nobody, no man tells us what we're not capable of doing. 
And she said that I'm going I'm going to walk and by me walking, that's going to show you that you have the power to manifest anything that you want. And by the grace of God, my mom will walk to this day. Wow. Then my dad got hit by a drunk driver, you know, and, and go back to my mom. My mama was laying in the actual ambulance because she got hit in a city called Eufaula, Alabama, which is a very small city. My mama said the dude was coming down a one way and he was going over like a, I think it was like 90 miles an hour. And she and it was a one way. So she couldn't go left and she couldn't go right because it was like caged in. Um, they had, you know, things on the side where you couldn't turn off of the road. So she could went like a sidewalk. She had she it was like a wall. So she said when the dude hit her, she just started praying. And she said the first thing she started praying for was, God, please take care of my children. Please take care of my three children. And then my mama said she uh, when the dude hit her, all she remember is um, waking up and she was in the ambulance and she felt like she was paralyzed from neck down. But all she could do is see. And she said, do you know they had the audacity to put me in the same ambulance with the man that hit me? Mm. That's how small the city was. So they were, it, it was so far in the country. It's like, well, we can't wait on another ambulance. So, you know what I'm saying? So my mom went to the hospital in the same ambulance with the man that almost took her away from us. Then the second reason I know that there is a God is because my daddy got hit by a drunk driver. His name Charles Anthony Sheely. Anybody want to look his story up? He got hit by a drunk driver and he went into a coma for three to three, about three to six months. Now, when he got hit, it was interesting because I'm not going to lie. My daddy, like most people, most African-American people that I know, they had no daddy that was in their life. My daddy was not in my life like that. So when he got hit, you know what I'm saying? I remember I was playing basketball. Somebody came and told me I was just like, oh, man, that that ain't true, because I'm thinking things like that cannot happen to me. Things like that. Just like some people think, hey, man, things like I can't get sick. I can't die. Well, everybody going to die no matter who you believe in. So I just rushed it off and then they came and got me two times and they forced me to leave. I went to the hospital, found out my daddy was in a coma. So from there, I just said, you know what? I could have looked at that as a negative because I was like, man, if you know, at the time I didn't believe in God, but now I do. And I thank God for that moment because it was like a a catch 22 and the catch 22 being at least I got to meet you. Mm. I, I hate to be under these circumstances, but I'm going to be grateful for every situation. I'm not knowing that all of this stuff that I'm going through has led me to this destination today. Then there was another situation, a third situation. When I walked into my grandmama's house from selling drugs, I had went and bought my grandmama ham because my grandmama couldn't afford no, you know, couldn't didn't have money like that. And I walked into and I'm making a long story short. I walk into her house, happy to be able to put some, you know, provide her with something that she wanted. You know what I'm saying? Which was she liked to cook. So I went to the Piggly Wiggly grocery store, bought a ham, run all the way back. You know what I'm saying? Hey, grandma, got you the ham. Boom. I walk in the door. My granddaddy had a sawed off shotgun to my grandmama's head. But my grandmama was sitting there with the Bible in her hand. And my grandmama exact words was, if you a man like you want everybody to think you're a man, then pull that trigger. I know that God got me. Ever since then, it triggered in my head that that's the type of faith that I got. So when people see me on Instagram and they always see me pushing that dream like that, guess because I'm thinking about my grandmama and I'm thinking about you having a sawed off shotgun in my head. And I'm thinking like that's the type of faith that I want to have, you know, for my mission and for my dream. The fourth reason I know that there's a God is because my seven year old cousin, who I call my sister because my grandmama never allowed us to be raised to call each other cousins. It's kind of like what you said about the, your other, your brother. You know, I don't want to mess it up, but it's like she always taught us. Ain't no cousins in this house. Everybody is brothers and sisters. Mm. So my seven year old sister, she got killed by a drunk driver and she was brain dead. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com.
abstribe.com. And you know what I'm saying? I'm just showing you, these are just some of the things. All, just imagine all of this stuff going on between the ages of 14 to 21. My, my mama get hit by a drunk driver. My daddy get hit by a drunk driver. My seven-year-old sister, she got killed by a drunk driver. My uh, grandmama got the sawed-off shotgun pulled to her head, and then my granddaddy ended up, I think he did like five years for that because he was already on probation. And then um, my uncle, my, my grandmother's only son, ended up shooting himself in the head. At the same time of all of this, I'm still going to jail, you know, doing my thing in the streets. So, you know, I'm from anybody that know me know I'm from Alexander City, Alabama. I never been a broke person. Never since I was 14. Nobody never I never had to depend on, you know, nobody until I went to the back of that truck and I wanted to give up making money illegally because my grandmama always told me, put that dope down, baby, and pick up a dope, pick up some uh pick up a dope product, but keep that dope mentality. I still got a dope mentality, bro. If you hung out with me and see how I move, it's still the same drugs. I'm just selling the inspirational wristband and everybody going to pay for it. You ain't getting shit for free from me. You're going to pay for my cousin not being able to live and see her dream. You're going to pay for my mama being told she would never walk again. So when you hear me writing these quotes, I wrote these quotes out of pure like depression, like suicidal, being bipolar and stuff. Like I'm transparent about my whole life because it don't bother me because I don't already been to the bottom, bro. I know what it's like. Mm, man, you know, that's that's, that's so powerful. When we sit here and we talking about manifestation, speaking things into existence, and people have the audacity to ask me, "Is it real, bro?" I'm a whole walking living testament. Anything, if I want a female, if I want a, if I want anything, the type of God I believe, if I want the corona to disappear, it'll disappear, bro. That's the type of God that I serve. Mm. And we're gonna get into those manifestation steps a little later. What um. What advice would you give to a brother who is coming off the streets, who is selling drugs, making a lot of money, but at this point, he understands that's only going to lead him to a negative place, but if he do products, he feels in his mind he's not going to make as much money as he was on the streets, so that's not really going to supplement my income. What would, what would be your plan or thoughts for him? Well, number one, not all forms of payment come in the form of cash. You can get paid in other ways. I can tell you this. It's a great feeling, bro. If I never make another dollar on earth, when them little three children that you see me mentoring walk in here and say, yo, billionaires taking me to the DBA office and I'm incorporating my business. They nine, 12. See, God paying me through seeing them become leaders. We have to start thinking as leaders and being not reactive, but proactive. And what that means is, you know what I'm saying? My goal is to own everything that I possibly can, but teach these young children the same exact thing. Because you all the, if you're talking about working for anybody, I'm not your mentor. All black people need to go into ownership, need to go into growing their own food. You know what I'm saying? Need to get off of like how we going to sit here. You know what I'm saying? These people told us to quarantine ourselves for the coronavirus. Now, I take that serious, but I've been black a long time. I just wish we had to took racism as a whole the same serious. That's right. I just wish when Trayvon Martin got shot in the streets that Italy, that you know, Japan, I wish all of y'all would have took that serious the same exact way. Do I think that that's serious? Yeah, all of this is serious. But so if I if I don't went through seeing black people get raped, seeing black people get put down, uh, make it through crack, racism, fight white people, Asian people, Mexican people, and black people, and we made it, we're going to overcome this too. And that's just the type of mindset that I have. This type of mindset ain't for everybody, bro. And so to that individual that you said, what advice would I give to him? Step number one, figure out a way to turn to get a product that is intellectual property, like a book, music. Say, for example, you write a book. I sell my book for, I'm going to just say $30, the ebook. The average person only makes $50 to $75 per day. That's a fact after taxes. So that means, brother Ben, if you make over $100, you is above average. Mm. $100 times $365, 365 days in a year, brother Ben, is over $30,000. So to us, that ain't even no money. But that's how the government and society want you to live in poverty. So if you do $200, uh, $200, brother Ben, a day, that's $70,000. If you do $300 a day, that's $109,000 a year. So, brother Ben, now let's say we just selling the book for $25. All you got to do is sell eight damn books a day to make $70,000. 
If you want $109,000, all you got to do is sell 12 books a day. Now, who on my live cannot go to 12 people and say, hey, man, this is my story of where I come from. This is my situation. My mama got here and such and such. Would you mind supporting my dream? I'm tired of selling dope. Anybody on, on, on my live right now want to buy an ebook? Say ebook in the comments. I need 12 people to tap in with me. I'm going to sell them right here on your live, bro. 12 right now. That's because I got the power to manifest this. That's how much confidence I got in myself. That's what I would say to the brother. That's $300 a day. You just got to create a system. McDonald's has proven to us that they have a formula that other fast food restaurants can't mess with. They have slapped you in your face and said, I'm going to sell the unhealthiest shit every day. But we're going to sell the most of them. And y'all still can't figure it out. I don't care nothing about the product or what they're selling. I want the system, bro. Mm. Black people, we go to church. We going, we keep going to church. We keep going to get motivated. We've been getting motivated since slavery. No, man, you don't need a speech. You need a system on how to get good credit. You need a system. The brother who getting out of jail or coming back to the streets. You need a system on how not to go back to selling drugs. You need a system of overcoming um, that, that, that negative mindset. Somebody on here just bought the ebook too. while we on the live. I need little more people. I'm speaking my dreams into existence while I'm on the live to show people. Why am I doing this, brother? Being to show people that it's real. Wow. To show people I'm not just on talking. I ain't going to tell no lie. One person, one of underscore many kings. He just bought one of the ebooks. I need 11 more people. I got 19 people on my live. I need little more people to say ebook if you're serious. I'm going to show people we got another person, David Fleming. Wow. Can't argue with results. Let me ask you this. Um. Damn, I just noticed I'm streaming on the wrong damn platform. <laughs> but anyways, let me ask you this. What um, what advice or can you go a little bit deeper into connecting your story, connecting your story to that product? Because I know you do that with even with your pricing. So there are some people out there who feel, man, you know, I, I come from the mud. You know, I got a brother who's been in prison for 15 years and he wants to be an entrepreneur. So can you go into how to tie what you've been through into your story and how that actually helps you out being that you've been through something? Well, like they say, the people, everybody had a big mama that told them everything you do got to have purpose. If you're doing something without no purpose, it's useless. So let's break down my story. I was homeless for 36 months. I slept in the back of my truck for 63 straight days. I celebrate my birthday on the 19th of every month. I celebrate Mother's Day on the 10th of every month. Where do these numbers come from? The ninth, I was born September the 19th. But when I started looking at the government and I started saying, damn, it's a holiday in January called New Year's. February, we got Valentine's Day. March, I think it's St. Patrick's. Um, April, Easter egg hunt, May, Mother's Day, June, Father's Day, July, 4th of July, August, back to school, September, I think it's like Memorial Day or Labor Day, one or the other. Then you get to October, it's like um, Halloween, November, you got Thanksgiving, and then December, you got Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I said, damn, I've been taught to appreciate everybody else but me. Because if, if the man that we call, I know this kind of off the subject, but I just started, this is what got my mind right. If the man that we call Jesus came up out the grave right now, he'd be pissed because he would tell you I wasn't born in December. <laughs> he would be upset with you. Don't be upset with me because I would be mad at you. I was born September the 19th. Why did you celebrate me December 25th? That's not my birthday. But it's people that's going to just take it for face value. Whatever I tell you, well, if, that, if you just take taking things for face value, then take this. Everybody on here, I want a million people to send me a uh, million dollars each then. Just take that for face value. Just send that to me. Since we just taking, we ain't going to do no research on that. Wow. So for me, I, I had to learn to appreciate myself and study the truth and make sure I was living my true, authentic life, man. And I'm living my true, authentic life. Um, and we ain't going to stop living this dream, man. So, you know, the, the importance of the numbers is this right here. When you when money money is a promissory note that acquires debt, knowledge is a promissory note that acquires power. Money don't really mean much to me, bro. 
So I had to remove money out of the equation and put my story into the situation. So when I sold the ebook, I was like, man, I could sell this book for $900 and it's going to sell. But I could sell it for $963.36. And then every time somebody would say, why is the book $963.36? It was a psychological thing that I started to understand about marketing and branding. That when you put numbers on there, that's different than what the average person is used to seeing. Like I couldn't do $1995, $999.99. That don't mean nothing to me. That's a system that was created for other people. That's not my system. So when I would do my ebook for $36.63, people are like, why the price? They psychologically luring themselves in to wanting to learn about me. Instead of me pushing my message on you, you asking me questions. So that's why it's very important for you to incorporate your story into your products, even down to the price of your merchandise. Don't just say, now I pay myself, bro, $163.36 on the 19th of every single month. Every month, bro. I transfer money from one bank account to the next bank account. I pay myself first. I'm not paying the rent first. I'm not paying the light bill first. And you know how many people going to sit and say, well, how you going to pay your rent then? No, bro. I'm putting myself first. And when I get me taken care of, then I'm going to pay y'all. That's how this going to work. But see, when you put yourself in a position to be full, I'm not going to take my cup and pour it out for you. You're just going to catch the overflow because I done took care of me. Mm. How do you how do you connect so well with the children? Uh, I see a picture that we got here um, with the youth, because as I've been asking people, a lot of people say, you know, the youth don't listen. A lot of people say, man, it's hard to connect with these young brothers these days or they hard headed. They don't respect their elders. So how do you connect with them and teach them the entrepreneurship? And how do you get them to really listen to you and take your guidance? Um, Number one, I never use words that children hate. I never call it homework. I never say we finna sit down and we finna learn anything. Um, number two, I ask them, what is it like? Hey, man, what y'all want to do today? What y'all like? Hey, let's go hop on the bikes and ride around the beach. So I'm riding on the beach with them. I do just fun stuff because these are children, bro. You never want a child to miss out on their childhood. You know what I'm saying? And and then just be forced to be like, oh, it's all about like the 12 year old named Ari that I'm uh, working with right now. I got her painting over there. Uh, she's only 12 years old. Now, her paintings is selling, blowing up, doing good. I project her to be she should be she should be selling millions of paints by the time she's 18 years old, if she keep pushing it. But I don't want Ari and I'm sure her mama don't want her to uh, to just be out here, just just making money with no purpose. But she's 12 years old and she's painting these. And, and one of the reasons why she like hanging with me is because we have fun, bro. I'm a whole big old child. I know how to talk the lingo of an adult and talk the lingo of a child. You want your child to get that gift pulled out of them? We gonna have you gotta let your child have fun. Running a business was never should was should have never been created for it to be difficult. It should have been created to have fun. And just so happened we just getting paid for what we love to do. Now she told me that she had a dream of making people happy. So I said, Hey, what you do? Show me something you do that make people happy. She pulled up her cell phone. I'm looking at the phone. I said, Oh shoot, that's a nice painting. Show me another. Looked at another one. Oh man, let me see another one. And I said, Why you paint these? And she said to make people happy. I said, so have you ever been unhappy? So she was just telling me her story and everything. And then she had a reason for why she was painting. Okay, that's I'm a businessman. Okay, every time you sell one of them paints, make sure you tell people that story. So I said, hey, what's your favorite number? She said nine. I said, why is nine your favorite number? She said, because nine represents new beginnings and new life. I said, that's crazy. Did you know that? You Google that? She said, nah, I just feel like that's what it means. Wow. That's really. That mean though. So I said, cool, if I gave you nine dollars right now, would you paint me one of these? Next day, had my paint, gave her nine dollars. So then once I once I talked to her about that, I started asking her, hey, what's the cost of the canvas? What's the cost? What's the cost of the goods? Then she told me. I said, okay, well, if that's the cost of the goods and we're selling it for nine dollars, we got an infrastructure set for disaster. From now on, I don't want you to sell anything no less than 300% markup. So if it costs you $5, your minimum that you can sell it for is 20. Now you can go on up to 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. You can sell it for whatever you want. But you got to start thinking like the people do at Best Buy. You got to start thinking like the people in the stores. They got it, me and brother BNX, we got a TV. We bought the TV for 200, but we only want 500 for the TV. 
So we jacked the TV up to 3,000. Black Friday come, we know black people and all kind of people gonna run in the store. So me and brother Ben, we business partner, we say, hey man, let's give them 50% off on this TV, that's 3,000. That'll bring them down to 1,500. They feel like they got something. Me and brother Ben only wanted 500. Thank me, brother, I put an extra 1,000 in our pocket. Mm. Man, so let me ask you this. When it comes to um, the youth, do you think it always has to be it, 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 the, the product or the service always have to be something that they love or should they be focusing on something that's a need and then tie the story to that particular need? What's your thoughts? Um, I personally don't believe nobody should do anything that they don't love. So I don't, I don't even want to work with a child that don't love what they're doing. That's just that's just me. This girl love to paint. And it's easy to help people who love to do what they love to do. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to be forcing you to live your dream. So most of the children that I'm dealing with, um, like the little, the uh, legend um, and honor, they came to me and they told me they dream. I didn't tell them that. They told me what they wanted to do. I just put the infrastructure and the business in place for them. I just told them, this is where you go to get your DBA. And this is why we're going to do a DBA. This is how much it costs. And when we get the DBA, we're going to go to the bank and we're going to get you a bank account. Because what I don't, I don't want you just to love your dream so much that your dream don't pay for you to live. And then you got to go work on a job that you hate. That's backwards. Mm. Let me ask you this. Um, for those who saying, well, brother billionaire PA, I don't even have money to buy the paint. I don't even have money to buy the 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 goods that you talked about how do i make this happen now if i ain't got the supplies let's say i got a, a book i ain't i don't got the money to pay for it to be printed out i don't got the money to get my cover made i'm stuck what's the solution for that oh um, that's a good question the solution to that is this it's this thing called opm and it's called how to use other people's money to get what you need how to use other people's money to get rich so what you would do is in a case like this you would take pre-orders and you would create a marketing um, strategy behind this. And like my number is 119. I use 19 keys, for example. His number is 119, but we're going to just round it off since people on here at 100. So we say the book costs $20. So we say, hey, keys, let's go after 100 people. And we say, we're only going to make 100 of these paintings right here. So we say 100 times 20 is what, brother Ben? That's 2,000, right? Yeah. yeah. That's 2,000. Yeah. So me and keys we collect the two thousand dollars now my question to you brother ben is, is we did pre-orders how many of the paintings have we actually made zero zero so we got two thousand dollars in our pocket we took the pre-orders you can do 10 pre-orders you can do 20 pre-orders you can do 30 pre-orders but we're gonna do 100 because we have set and we want to we want to make the two thousand dollars now the paintings only cost us um we sold them for 20 right mm-hmm now, the paintings only cost us $5 to make. Mm. So what's five times 100? 500, right? Yep. So 2,000 so 2, is the gross profit. 500 is the cost of the goods. And 1,500 is the net profits. That's how you do that. People can't make up excuses with me, bro. Yes, it's sir. that simple. Now, I, I got on the screen. You're not going to be able to see it. But I got your, uh, your mirror up. And you do these in a lot of places. Um, I wish I would have had more pictures, but this is just an example of what the brother does. If you go to his Instagram page, Billionaire PA, he has them all over California, Atlanta, many places. So tell them what is the uh, the mindset behind that, getting your murals done on these particular walls, schools, uh, places of business, things of that nature. What's the what's the whole process behind that? The mindset is basically giving your. I, I was inspired to do that because. Um, somebody had died that was close to me and it was my little sister. She had died and then everybody had bought her some flowers. And I just thought that it was odd, even though they was family members, but they didn't buy her no flowers when she was alive. Mm. So I don't, when people come to me and they be like, Oh, you know, my mama died, you know, I don't want to feel no more sorry than that. You didn't feel when she was living. You didn't do nothing for her when she was living. So why is you telling me? I don't know. That's your mama. Wow. How I'm going to love somebody like people asking for my to get them love for somebody. I don't even know. It's not my mama. It's not my sister. It's not my brother. So I created the murals because 
I wanted to appreciate my own existence while I was alive and not wait until I die. Most of the people that most black people that I see on murals are people who are already dead. And so my dream was to, you know, why I started celebrating my birthday on the 19th of every month was because one day I'm going to have a day named after me. And it's going to be called the Speak Your Dreams Day. And on this particular day, people all over the world are going to go to murals and schools and everywhere. And they're going to speak their dreams into existence. But how did that start? It all started with the fact that I started celebrating my birthday on the 19th of every month. Then I went out and started painting murals. Then all of the murals started being painted on the 19th of the month. And then I said, I called my mom and I said, hey, you know, another good idea. I said, I want to go into all of the black neighborhoods in the South. And my dream is going to be to put a uh, takedown. I want to put, uh, uh, you know, the street signs. I want to have a street sign that's called Speak Your Dreams Avenue. And I want to have a street sign or I'm going to have a street sign that's called Wealthy Boulevard. And then I'm going to have a street sign that's called Healthy street. So the point that I'm making is my goal is to tap into these children's subconscious brain. So if you keep saying, hey, at eight, brother Ben, hey, man, I live on Wealthy Boulevard. At nine, I live on Wealthy Boulevard. At some point, you start to realize that, hey, man, you got to stop speaking about wealth and you got to start giving it. You already live on the street. Okay. Uh, I noticed you just said Warner and Tagona. Uh, so you changed the language and the words. Um, I want you to talk about the power of words when it comes to speaking things into existence and give a few examples of words that people commonly uh, use in our community and what they need to substitute it for. Um, people say I'm broke and they, and, and the thing I don't tell people what to do, but I would recommend using the word that is just not within my budget. Mm. People say I cannot afford this car. My recommendation would just be like, how can you afford it? Because the brain works like this. When someone tells you that you cannot do something, your brain doesn't think no farther than that. It just stops. But if you say, hey, if you ask your son, like, hey, how can you afford that car? He's going to sit there and he's going to think about a way that he can afford it. And you want his brain to be used. He, his heart be. So you want his brain to work, too. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I never, even when I'm working with the children, I never tell them, don't do that. Don't do don't we not going to do that. I'm going to I sit with these children. You watch how I talk to them on that camera. I always say, hey, they say, which one should we do? I say, I don't know. You tell me. So they're like, what I got to do? Go on. Hit Google. So they giving me the computer. I know how to use the computer. I want to make sure you know how to use it <laughs> here. Use my computer. I said, type in DBA. They type it in. Now they say, I said, read that to me. I could read it to them, but no, I want them to read it to me. Because I understand that my grandmama told me a long time ago, bro, people comprehend zero percent of what you say and 100 percent of what you show them. That's the way I think. So these people sit right here and they'll listen to all this shit. It sounds good. They comprehend it better when you actually show them. So what's a good tactic for a mother, a single mother who got a son who's uh, he's not listening and she has been doing the traditional stop doing this. Don't do this. Don't do you better do this. What would be a way that she can speak to him in a way that could get her, get him or her to do what she wants them to do? Well, every child is different. Number one, everybody need a mentor and you need to find that per that particular child, a particular mentor that they can actually look up to. Um, so for these three children that I'm dealing with, I introduced them to Spurgo. They 12. He 13. It only makes sense. Don't you think Spurgo would be a great leader for him? Yeah. So I don't show them that I know Diddy or I don't show them that I know this or Nicki Minaj. Of course, they look up to him, but they need to see somebody they age that's popping, too. So I say, hey, Spurgo is my friend. Y'all want to be friends with Spurgo? Spurgo, gonna be, Spurgo ain't going to be talking about it. I'm slagging pants and stuff like that. That peer pressure is a mug. So if my child going to get peer pressured, I'd rather them be peer pressured by being wealthy, being healthy, owning businesses and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm cool with Spurgo, I'm able to teach them. Hey, it don't matter, man, who teaches your child, as long as they get that education that you want them to have and they execute. And that's the bigger thing. Right. Let me ask you this question, because you talked about the if somebody don't have a product or <clears throat> they don't have the money for the goods, then they do the pre-order other people money. But I want to take you back to the truck. That's probably that's one of your things. Uh, I want to take you back to your truck. Where did the OPM come from with the T-shirts? You know, uh, when you first came out that uh, when you was living in your trunk, was it the T-shirt that you sold first? What did you do first, that very first step 
from coming from being homeless? What did you do? Well, back then, I wasn't really educated on business at all. So I, I ain't know nothing about no OPM and I ain't know how to implement that into my life. All this stuff that we talking about, bro, I used to think it was just a facade and I didn't really think that it worked. Right. So I just probably had like a, a little bit of money. I think I had I, the first five shirts I had went to my homie and he actually fronted me the shirts because he was a designer. So I just we were just friends like me and you. And I was just like, shoot, man, take one of my quotes, put it on the shirt because I ain't going to be sitting around you and you printing up everybody's stuff. And he told me how much he'll charge me. I think it was like $50. And I was like, just give me like 24 hours. I'll bring the money back to you. So I had, he made the shirts for me, like five of them. It said, damn, a recession. I'm in a succession. Boy, I had them shirts all in two hours. Wow. I brought him his money back. So I said, shoot, I dope. I like tripled up on my money. Like, shoot, go on and make me like 10 more. He made me 10 more. This was over here on, uh, I was on, uh, what's the name of this street? It was off Imperial. It was over there by Southwest College in L.A. He had a graphic store over there. That's how I started my T-shirt line. And I never stopped, never looked back since. The first shirt was Damn a Recession. I sold 5,000 T-shirts in three months. Wow. I want to end it off with this. You're talking about the different levels of your books because I want people to really understand how you can tie your story into, <clears throat> into what you're doing. And then I want you to talk about the $900 book. Yeah, that's what I said. This brother got a nine hundred plus dollar book, and I've seen them so. I've been with him in the Virgin Islands and different places. I've seen people buy these. So talk about the different levels that you have, how you use your mind to put different things in in different books, and have your story tied up in all of it. Um. So every book, according to like, because you have to, you don't have to, but most books are supposed to have like an ISBN. If the books are going to be sold by other entities, other stores, all my books are sold on my on my uh, website. So I do have ISBNs for them. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because technically to the government, I have 83 times five books mm. because every time I release one book, I release five editions. So an ebook edition will have an ISBN, a rich edition, wealthy edition. Golden edition, royalty edition. So the only thing that's changing in like, say, for example, my mind is wealthy, volume one, which I call wealth one. The only thing that's changing is the presentation of the book. The content is staying the same. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you get the ebook edition, that's thirty six dollars and sixty three cents. As you know, that's a downloadable digital book that will be emailed to you. If you get the rich edition book, that would be a purple suede book with white pages. That's one thirty six sixty three. If you get the wealthy edition, that book is two thirty six sixty three. But you get the purple book with the purple case, white pages. And if you get the golden edition book, that's going to be gold pages, purple book, purple case. But the content is staying the same. And then if you get the royalty edition book, that's half the size of, a, you know, a, a, a human's body. Um, and it comes with your picture in the book and you have an option to get it with white pages or gold pages. White pages is nine hundred sixty three dollars and thirty six cents. Gold pages is um, tw one, uh, twelve sixty three thirty six one thousand two hundred sixty three dollars and thirty six cents. Wow. People buy people. You know, what I'm saying we only made sixty three of the royalty edition. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a type. I'm just so basically if we had to put that in the form of a car. Some of y'all going to like Toyotas and some of y'all going to like Lamborghinis. If I made both cars, don't be mad at me because I want to service the people who want to make who want to ride around in the Lamborghini. There are people out there and I like to make their money, too. And there are people out there that I understand that just want a Toyota. They just want a Nissan Sentra. So, you know, what I'm saying that might be my ebook version. But, you know, it's still a car. It's still got an engine. <laughs> You know, so I'm just giving people what it is that they want in the different forms that they want. And so I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue to do that, you know, and that's every book that I actually drop. And so you see that the prices is incorporated in every single thing that I do, not just my books. That's everything. Everything is marketing, bro. When I drop a shirt, I only do either 36 or 63. Why? Because people know that story. They be like, why you only doing 36? People are like, oh, he was homeless 36 months. It's the story that's selling, bro. That's why uh, uh, what people need to realize is people not buying your product. They buying you. 
So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. Mm. Um, wow, that's powerful right there. Uh, when you think about <clears throat> the speaking that you do in the schools, I have a brother who just got out of prison, and he's been in prison for 15 years. And he wants to speak his story because he got a powerful story. Anytime I bring him on a podcast or anytime he speaks, a lot of people are inspired. How do he get into getting into the schools so that he can help them with his story. What is the process business wise to do some of the things you're doing speaking wise? Well, first it depends on what he went to prison for. Um, that would be the first thing, you know, uh, and when you know what he went to prison for. Yeah. He was robbing banks. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's not, you know, I'm not in the, I'm not in the school, but I, I feel like, you know, somebody who robbed a bank or something like that can overcome a situation. It depends. Yeah. Like I, I was basically meaning like somebody who basically was raping children or no, something. Like no, nah, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So I'm just like that. You know, that's what I mean. So <laughs> um, my, my thing, you got to remember it like this, bro. It's only one one building in the entire world that one billion people can sit in. And that's social media. Mm got to do nowadays is blow up on social media and everybody going to call you anyway. So I don't fight to get in schools. I just become attractive on the on the platforms that accept my story. And I show you that other children is working with me. So then what happens? Other other other. Uh, sorry, my phone keep ringing. So I show you that other the, the children that I'm working with and then other uh, par- parents reach out and say, hey, can you mentor my children? Other schools will reach out and say, man, I build solid relationships with people now. This is what I do, bro. I just spoke at this school in L.A., right? And um, her name was uh, Miss 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 Calgoon or Logan or something like that. And I had before when she had booked me to speak. So my customer service is on point. So I mailed her a free gift before we even went. Mailed her a free gift to show my appreciation. So then, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when people book you, you got to show appreciation. So she wasn't expecting that. Then I got to the school. She was happy. Then I got to the school. So I was able to bless all of the students with God's on my team T-shirts. Now, I probably gave away about 100 T-shirts, bro. Now, it probably equaled the amount of money they gave me to speak because the shirts cost me $20. That's how much we selling for. You know what I'm saying? So that's $600 that I just gave away. Mm. So that cut into my profit. So she looked at that like, you know what I'm saying? The money that they gave me is not, I don't want to stop right there. I'm building a relationship. And I'm, my dream is to speak in more schools. So you got to give in order to receive. I was able to cultivate a relationship instead of just getting a one-time check. I'm looking forward to going back to that school and many other schools. Because one day, somebody going to buy wristbands for the whole school. All of the schools should be up speaking their dreams into existence. All of the stu- sc- students should be wearing the wristband that say, I speak dreams into existence. And one day that's going to happen. But it starts with you got to give in order for people to see the vision. There it is. Oftentimes when people hear people who are successful, uh, and I try to tell my story all the time as well, just to let people know that, you know, I didn't didn't come up an elevator. They think that people were just fortunate or he fell out of heaven. So that's why I appreciate you saying you know, hey, man, I was homeless. Hey, I lived in my car and things of this nature because it shows people that, man, if he can do it from that condition, man, I can do it as well. So during that time period, is there anything that you struggle with in life that uh, you're willing to share that you found a way to overcome? And uh, what method or strategy did you use to overcome it? Yeah, I heard you. Okay. Okay. Shoot, I was uh, 
Man, I thought I had my book in here that I had wrote when I was in my car. The book I wrote, I still got that book. That book gonna be worth a billion dollars, bro. I wrote every quote in the book. Mm. Did you you heard the question? Uh, yeah. What was the question again? Uh, the question was, uh, in this time period from being homeless to where you are now, uh, is there anything that you struggle with in life that you're willing to share that you have now overcame, and how did you overcome it? Um. Well, I ain't, I'm not a perfect individual, bro. I still battle with things. I still battle with um. You know, depression. I still battle with uh shoot to be honest with you, I think I was I think life was a lot easier when I was sleeping in my actual truck than I actually am now because now I got way more responsibilities. Mm. Way more responsibilities. When I was in that truck, you ain't had to worry about paying no light bill. I ain't had to worry about paying shit that God did not create and put me here to do. You do know we the only species on earth that have to pay to breathe. The dog don't have to pay to breathe. The elephant don't have to pay to breathe. We the only species that if somebody said, we're going to charge humans to be here. The bird, they eat for free. They just go without a worry. And that's how I was. I feel like I was just in the car. And then you'd be taking things for granted. Then I don't work. And now I got to pay taxes. Got to pay people on time. I'm not running from the responsibility, but I'm just telling you, you know what? I'm more grateful for my freedom, bro, than uh, than any amount of money gonna ever give me. I'm not putting my trust in no money. I'm not putting no expectations on humans because we gotta allow humans to be humans. And um, when you remove expectations from a person, you allow them to be human, and therefore humans make mistakes. And therefore, you gotta have a heart of openness to forgive them. Of course. You always want to write down your list of things that I don't bounce back from. And it's a couple I don't bounce back from. I don't do lying. I don't do stealing. And I don't do messing with little children. You do some stuff like that. Ain't no sorry going to work with me. We just done. That's just me. Somebody else. Y'all might be different. So I'm, I'm very clear and I communicate the things that I just don't like. I'm not a part of any anything like that and don't never want to be. I don't believe in raping no women, taking nothing and stuff like that. So you do some stuff like that, we done. Ain't no, uh, you was tipsy, you was drunk. Ain't that much alcohol on earth. Mm. So what are your closing statements and your closing words for people? I know you're big into, no, matter of fact, this is my last question I want you to close out with. When people hear you say speaking dreams into existence, and I know what you're going to say, so I want you to say it. Uh, people think that that's it. He says, speak my dreams into existence. Okay, that means I'm going to speak a new house into existence. I'm going to get up every day, look in the mirror, and I'm going to do these affirmations. I'm going to speak it into existence. Brother Billionaire PA said, man, he's speaking into, I'm going to speak into existence uh, 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 some new shoes. I'm going to speak into existence six figures. Is that true that all we have to do is just speak it and that thing ain't going to come into existence? Break it down for us. Um, Man, you seen like Kobe Bryant, he got how many championships? Uh, five, I think. Yo, he got five. You remember the center that had played with him? What, probably Shaq? Yeah, Shaq. Yeah. You remember, you remember the, any of the other people that was on the team with, with Kobe? Mm, probably Rob. Uh, just because I know basketball, probably, you know, Robert Ory or Rick, something like that. Yeah, Robert Ory, Rick Fox, I think he played with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kobe played his position well. I just look at what I do just like basketball, bro. It's, it's a couple steps to manifesting a dream. You got to speak your dream into it. First, you got to believe it. Then you got to speak it into existence. Then you got to execute. Then you got to live it. The position that I tend to play is the point guard. Mm. The part that, you know, controlling the ball. I'm the one that can hype you up to speak people's dreams into existence. But sometimes I got to pass the ball because God might have just created me just to be the person to help you believe, help you manifest. I could get you started, but I don't want to finish with you. So I passed the ball off to Brother BNX or 19 Keys. Maybe they got a strategy on how to eat healthy. Maybe I pass it to Dr. Sebi. I don't know all the healthy things to eat. That's my weakness. But it don't matter. It don't mean it don't. It's it just like if Kobe couldn't dunk. Well, shoot, if I want to see a dunk, then I just throw it to Shaq. That's his job. If Shaq can't shoot free throws, then we need to get Kobe on the line. That's teamwork. So I'm just going to stay in my lane, bro. And my, guess what I'm going to push, bro? Yes, there's other things that I sit here and do. I'm great with execution. 
I'm great with, you know, getting to the destination of living a dream. But my lane, bro, is just to really uh, help people to believe in themselves and teach people how to manifest their dreams and speak it into existence. Because if you don't believe in yourself, it ain't nothing to execute. If you out here in these streets, bro, and you don't pay yourself every month, I don't even want to help you. Because if somebody I taught, I showed somebody how to make three hundred thousand dollars one day, bro. And in six months, they was flat the fuck broke. Mm, how that happen? I feel buying stuff, bro. Material stuff. I taught, showed somebody how to make some money. Showed them how to make some money, but I should have been showing them how to manage it. The one thing about me, anybody that know me, bro, I'm frugal just in certain areas of life. I only buy things that make me make that's gonna be that that there is a return on the investment for me in some form, whether it's peace, self love, or it's gonna make me some money. So anything else, I'm not spending my money on it. If it's going to make me some money, I'm going to drop that money. When I get off here, I'm going to get Zoom. They love $14 a month because I'm going to be charging $236.63 for hour consultations. <laughs> so I'm not going to let $14 stop me from getting $236. So if, if it's going to make us some money, I'm not going to think about it because I know it's monthly, it's monthly anyway, so I can cancel it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So that that's my thought process just set up different, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I would tell anybody out there, no, it does not stop stop with speaking it into existence. But you do have to believe in yourself in order to manifest it. And once you put, you know, put the dream out there, I don't mean get on social media and say it, say it so much that you actually believe it. Bro, I changed my name to billionaire when I was broke. Mm. I was broke, bro. Not crazy you gotta be. Then I went and did a speech at Home Depot and they asked me what was my real name. I said billionaire. I'm sitting here talking to people that make, you know how much money Home Depot got, bro? I ain't had, I ain't had, I had not made 50, 50, I don't think $50,000. Maybe, I, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you, I was under $100,000. I'm sitting here with these people, yeah, they got big checks. I could have been doing everything I can to get on their side. I'm like, man, my name Billionaire, bro. That's my name. That's how you're going to introduce me. That's how I'm going to speak. That's who I am. Then people's like, man, you went to, you went to, uh, what they say? You went to, you legally got it changed. I said, hey, man, Kunta Kente didn't go to court to get the name Toby. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Lastly, man, you got a lot of quotes, a lot of inspirational quotes. Um, Out of all the quotes that you have, what's your favorite quote and why? Um, man, I got uh, rich people show up on time, wealthy people show up before time, and broke people always show up late. But they be the first ones to hold their hands out. And why? Why is that your favorite? Um, because I watch people. It's my favorite quote because I sit sometimes and I watch people that say they want help, but then they don't even show up for their own dream. Wow. When people get them the opportunity they start to find things wrong with the people that they working with. You know, we all human and we can find one thing wrong with everybody that we dislike about them. But if somebody is educating you and teaching you how to run your business or something like that, I used to work with a man that I literally, at first I thought that I hated him, but then I said, you know what? This man don't have to be spending his time with me. This man can hire anybody that he want to work here. And he could, he had the money. This man over here teaching me about taxes, teaching me about business and telling me that, shoot, when I get in my position to help other people, I don't have to agree with your lifestyle and everything that you do. As long as you ain't putting your hands on me, touching me, we good. Mm. So, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on, man. Definitely want to get you in again uh, to go into a little bit more detail for the people who need that, man. Uh, where can they support you, man? Where can they buy these wristbands, these shirts you got, man, these pictures you got? Where can they go? Man, everybody just, I just finished my link tree. I'm so happy, man. Everybody go over to Instagram, at me, at Billionaire PA. We, today, you're going to be able to book these consultations. If anybody wants some consultations, just send me a DM or comment on this live. Say consultation right here if you want to book your consultation right now today. We finna tap in. Brother Ben, I love you. The life good, bro. And yes. I appreciate your existence. Yes, sir. Love you too, brother. Peace. We good? Yep. Man, I think that was a great interview, man. What y'all think about that, family? Um, 
I'm just trying to grow this podcast and bring powerful people day after day so that you guys can realize that uh, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you started from. It's about where you finished. Brother Billionaire PA just told you guys he was sleeping in his truck. He told you guys he was homeless. He showed you how to use other people's money to start your dream. You got to have vision, determination, and as I tell y'all over and over again, it's about the mindset. Having that mindset shift would change your mind. And let me end with this. There was a sister. Every day, if you're signed up to the text, if you're not signed up to my text, so like, for example, text BBX class to 555-888. Text BBX class to 555-888. And once you do that, whenever I'm live, I'm going to send you guys a text back. Once I go live, I'm going to send you a text back. So there's a sister who signed up for the text. Remember, she signed up for it. I sent the interview out yesterday about the brother who was uh who turned down 40 million. Do you know what she texted me back? Let me find it. Let me let me show y'all what she sent back to me. And it and it's due to having a a a, a broke mindset. Let me see. I want to, okay, it's, I sent out too many. I can't find it. But this is what she said. She said, watching them ain't going to put no money in my pocket. She said, what are you, what, what is this for? I said, ma'am, all you have to do is hit stop if you don't want to get the text message. You the one who signed up for this. Very simple. You signed up because you knew what you was getting. So she said, watching that ain't going to put no money in my pocket. What we don't realize is, it's not that the video going to reach out the screen and hand you $100. But the wisdom that's coming from the screen, from the individual, from the podcast, if you apply it, will make you 100 possibly not even 100 but maybe 100000 Maybe 100000 So money is only a byproduct of the service and knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that you use and apply. Some people, there's somebody out there that's listening to this podcast didn't know, man, I could use other people, other people money. I can put my book out, get the cover made, put it out there, put the vision out there, put the words, put what it's about out there, have them pre-order it. Now with the pre-order money, I can use the pre-order money to go out and actually get the book made. Somebody didn't know that. Now somebody about to use that strategy and go out there and make them some good money. Somebody out there didn't know, okay, I done been through such and such and so and so. He taught me today that they really buying into my story and not the book. So whatever I've been through, I'm going to find a way to tie that into my story and my book and my pricing. So when I'm promoting and saying, hey, can you support me? It's going to come with an elevator pitch that ties into emotion to make them want to buy. That's going to make them money. So we got to get out of that broke mentality. Of having somebody giving you something, giving you something. Take the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that they're giving us. That's what's most important, the knowledge. Because check this out, and I'm going to end with this. If I, if you need $100, brother, because your job didn't pay you enough. If I give you $100, guess what's going to happen next month? You're going to have the same bills that you had this month. So what you're going to do, you're going to either ask me for another $100 because your job wasn't able to obviously cover it, or you're going to ask somebody else for $100, or you're going to go get your little payday loan. Now you're in debt owing everybody some money. But if instead of me giving you $100, I gave you a wealth of knowledge, I gave you strategies, I gave you understanding, I gave you a mindset shift, now that following month, you're going to know how to make the $100 and more. So I gave you something more valuable than the $100. I gave you knowledge to make you $100. There is no coincidence that millionaires think and grow rich. Rich dad, poor dad. Thoughts or things. It's not a coincidence that they always tell you to shift your mindset. Shift your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind. Change it. Think differently because that's how you're going to acquire the things that I have. Go to the scripture if you're religious. 
Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Check this one out. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Can I go a step further? When you give it in value, when you focus on service, do you know the thing that you pay for somebody else to pay for it? You come to the city, brother Ben, I got you. I'm going to cover that hotel for you, brother. I appreciate all the work that you do. That's, that's money. Like brother, brother Billionaire just said, it doesn't always have to come from fiat money. That's the currency. Somebody else may pay for it. You pay for that hotel. Now, you still appreciate him for what you're doing, but what, he, what he's telling you is you paid that for it with the work that you're doing. You need something to eat? Brother, I got that, brother. Ben, you better not put no money out. You need, a, you need somebody? We're going to come pick you up. That's money I'm saving on hotel. That's money I'm saving on food. That's money I'm saving on transportation because I'm focusing on service. Come on, man. I just want y'all to shift your mindset, man. So share this with somebody, family. So that uh, you're not the only one who's getting this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I'm going to continue to bring people on. I got a, a, a bona fide lineup coming up uh, of people that's going to join the podcast. If you're listening to this right now on any podcast other than Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, meaning if you're watching me right now on Facebook, if you're watching me right now on YouTube, subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., or text BBX class to 555-888. And when I go live, for the, uh, for the uh, most part, I'm going to send you a text message and let you guys know where I am live at so that you guys can stay updated. Follow me on Instagram as well, at Brother Ben X, Facebook, Brother Ben X. And with that being said, I thank everybody for listening. I thank everybody who shared this. I thank everybody who commented and engaged. Um, have a blacktastic day. And assalamu alaikum. Peace. Hey, listen, family. If you want to learn how to build your own banking system. Yes, I said it. Build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268 page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com.